For many years, pop music has been a music genre that is loved by millions of people. Unfortunately, women in pop music sometimes have not been taken seriously, which shows one of the many problems with society and the music industry. Welcome to Retrospect with your hosts, Christian Madalantike, Shaylee Johnny, Brianna Doucette, Morgan Johnson, and producer Nelly Podokshik. In today's episode, we talk with opinions editors Ava Peabody and Isabella Scipioni about their thoughts on the situation within the music business. Ava and Isabella, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, what are your positions in the opinion section of The Observer? And what's your favorite article you're in so far and why? I'm one of the two full uh, opinions editors. We're both outgoing. We're graduating seniors. I would say my favorite article that I have written as my time as an opinions editor is an article I wrote about William White, who's a TikToker who has a, um, uh, I would say a middle-aged fan base of very enthusiastic women online who were just super committed and invested in his life. And I was, I wrote this kind of very long, deep dive into his life and I received so much pushback from the community and so much personal deep dive into my life from them because they were so upset that I was interested in this man. So that was just really fascinating to me. I'm really fascinated by like internet trends and especially social media. I'm Isabella. I'm also an outgoing opinions editor. One piece that I really enjoyed working on was we also housed the satire section within opinions. And Ava and I, a couple months ago, actually wrote a satirical piece on what we think should have been some of the best uh, Grammy winning artists and songs at the time. Like, what, what did we say, Ava, in that article? What were some of our favorite overlooked artists? I think there was a lot of glee inclusion, maybe a Paris Hilton song or two. And, you know, that was satirical, but I think that's very much the energy that we bring to music criticism and thoughts about music in general. And that's true. While that was a satirical article, I feel like I kind of stand by some of those choices. If you look at the cultural impact of Paris Hilton's like one song, I don't know if it's Grammy award winning, but it shouldn't be written off just because she's billionaire. I mean, personal feelings about Paris Hilton aside, it was a good song. Yeah, I read that article. I loved it, especially the part where you talk about how Super Freaky Girl heals a fractured nation. That was one of my favorite parts. Ava, you mentioned something about TikTok and social media. I know we were talking about this topic, and I know Megan Trainer came up specifically, and I feel like I've been seeing her all over my For You page. So like, why is she a topic of interest to you guys? So I would say this is definitely more my fault than Isabella's. I grew up for some reason listening to Megan Trainor as if she was one of the like established icons of the music industry. I would say now she's getting there, but in 2015, definitely just had the one album. I listened to the album title Deluxe by Megan Trainor in eighth grade every single day, the entire album, the entire way through. And then I kind of forgot about it for a while. And she had some music out in 2017 that I listened to like in dance classes. She had an album out in 2020 that had some good running songs, whatever, but I, she was kind of back of mind. And I had assumed, I guess, like everyone that she was going to kind of be like a one hit wonder all about that bass, maybe side project lips were moving, but that it was going to be kind of like a product of the mid 2010s of kind of like the BuzzFeed era. When Made You Look came out, I guess this past year, and it became such a big like TikTok phenomenon, I feel like she made this reappearance in the culture because 
it's one of those songs that works really well in shorter sound bites on TikTok. And I guess we just wanted to talk about Megan Trainer specifically because first of all, I genuinely do love her. But second of all, I feel like she is one of the major artists, specifically female artists, who get criticized now for making music that panders to TikTok and that has hooks that will work well in short videos and that that's kind of like a marketing ploy. And I feel like, number one, that's unfair to say to anybody, honestly, that like art that they've worked on really hard and that music that comes from a place of like being a real musician that that would be just some kind of stunt or that you know that they're not allowed to want their songs to be popular or to like have a reach and then secondly that she hasn't been making that sort of like catchy hook music her entire career like I don't I don't feel like that's something new and I feel like it's unfair to just be like oh well this whole Megan Trainor resurgence is just because she's trying to like it's this new PR scheme that everyone's doing where they're like just trying to get in on a, a TikTok trend or like have a trending sound. So I feel like she's kind of like encapsulates that whole thing we wanted to talk about. I also think that what we really want to acknowledge is that the music industry is changing with TikTok. I feel like for better or for worse, that is one of the things that um, studios and executives expect from their artists now. They say, well, we really want you to get this one hook, this one line to go viral, and then your song will get 10, 20 times the amount of streams as if it didn't. You know, I think that could have a certain effect on the type of music that is produced. At the same time, I don't think it's necessarily something to criticize artists for because anytime there's a change in uh, technology or some sort of development in how we um, consume any form of media, like the changes with streaming, or if you go from purchasing records to CDs to streaming, and now we have TikTok, um, there's going to be a change. And I think we'll just have to like see how how the industry changes with it. But I don't think that it's fair to criticize artists for just trying to keep up with uh, the latest method of uh, spreading their music. I agree. I honestly found some of my favorite songs just off of TikTok because they were doing exactly what you said they were and making sure to promote on TikTok in TikTok specific ways. Do you think also the focus on like Megan Trainer specifically and other women doing this ties into how they have been like historically under undervalued and like general sexism in the industry? I think so because I feel like women get a lot more of the criticism for making kind of like silly music and jokey music and I think men have more like male musicians have more space to be risky and to experiment with things and to make music that maybe isn't like so serious or you know this is such a random example but I feel like nobody ever listened to thrift shop and was like this is a bad song like well that's not true but you know I think people took that for what it was and allowed like people like Macklemore and like you know I feel like other male musicians more space to just be kind of goofy and I'm thinking specifically with Mother the more recent song by Megan Trainor like I feel like that was brushed off so quickly as either department store music a ploy for TikTok or just kind of like a joke maybe um and I feel like women just really aren't allowed the space generally like in the music sphere to take risks and it's so calculated like what's gonna play well and like what's gonna get you the most streams and what's gonna get you this she's kind of a representative sample of like female musicians not being allowed to just kind of like do what they want and do something silly and not have everyone like completely blow them off for it how do you think Megan Trainor has influenced and made like the bubblegum pop type music like more popular and like more widely accepted because I feel like since like Megan Trainor like I feel like there's been a shift towards like more bubblegum pop music being released definitely I think that since Megan Trainor and maybe this is 
my own personal biases coming into play. But since like, you know, all about that bass and stuff like that, like I've just um, started to listen to more bubblegum pop. I think she was, I don't want to say the first artist by any means, but like just, I think for like my age group, I was like coming of age, like starting to develop my own music tastes at that time when her album title came out. And I think that just kind of opened the door for me to explore other artists similar to her. And I also think not to take a little like music theory detour, but I think that she was really innovative within kind of bubblegum pop because she brought in a lot of other kind of like Andrew's sister influences and that you can see that again, like in Mother, like she, I feel like blended this kind of like big, like brass section and like a lot of other like older elements of like, I don't want to say like jazz, but early like 20th century pop and brought that back into pop. And I feel like that at, like in the middle of the 2010s was very innovative and was very different from what a lot of other people in pop were doing a lot what a lot of other women in pop are doing and I feel like that is part probably part of why there was such a resurgence is that she made it sound very fresh and just kind of like brought back this like older like I don't want to say 50s sound but I think that she just brought something new to kind of the pop sphere that was very you know invigorating yeah there's definitely that like retro sound that she like brings in like I think about like Dear Future Hub husband like it has that like 60s kind of element in and I also think with like the bubblegum pop like it brings a lot of empowerment to music and like to like young girls like when I think of like Megan Trainer, I think about like just screaming all about that bass at the top of my lungs and like just being really happy and it reminds me of like Little Mix and like Lizzo now like it's all about like empowerment and like lifting yourselves up. Also, just a side note, I think a lot of the times we place a big emphasis on music being particularly like meaningful. Sometimes you just want to listen to a fun song. Like sometimes it's okay because it's just fun. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that I've really like artists like Megan Trainer have helped me uh, realize that like music does not need to be it can be, but it does not need to be this really like deep, depressing experience where everything just describes like exactly what turmoil or whatever that the writer is going through like music can just be fun and silly and it doesn't have to have some deeper meaning there can the two different sides of the spectrum can exist simultaneously and one does not necessarily need to be better than the other and I feel like women especially get criticized for making music that doesn't necessarily have like some great deeper meaning like it's just fun I think men can make whatever fun music they want and not feel criticized for it. But when women do it, it's automatically written off as silly or stupid or not worth much like artistically. I just think that, you know, we can have two separate types of music. Music is about expression and that can come in so many different ways. These two sides of the spectrum can exist simultaneously. I know we talked about pop specifically. We were wondering, in your opinion, are there other specific genres where you think women are particularly overlooked? I am going to bring emo music into this now (laughs) because there's been an emo resurgence recently, I would say, either of people who are nostalgic for that time or kids who are first discovering it or people who just like weren't part of it the first time around. And there's been a lot of love for that music of the early 2000s, a very like pop punk of emo. I love that very much. I was there at the time. I'm there now. I don't think I really stopped being there, but there were like no women (laughs) at all. And I think that it's really important now that women 
when we do have this kind of resurgence, there are a lot of like emo bands now and a lot of pop punk bands now that have women in them in a lot of different capacities, like all women bands, like bands with queer women in them. And obviously there were women making emo music at the time, but they just got so lost in the shuffle and were just completely overlooked, except for Paramore, I guess. (laughs) But we should be very intentional now when pop punk comes back to include women in it because so much of the fan base is women and it sucks to have to listen to the same male bands just constantly. I think this is a trend that you see in a lot of genres. One that I think is specifically is rap. Rap has been considered for a long time something that only men are able to do and like a male dominated uh, genre. While that's true to some extent, a lot of the most popular artists are men. I think the contributions of women are greatly overlooked, especially when some of some newer voices and some of the biggest voices in the genre right now are women. If you think about the impact of like Nicki Minaj or even on the newer side, Ice Spice, like a lot of newer voices do come from women. I think that pop has kind of been a safe space for women. Women can be pop stars, but they can't necessarily be as welcomed by other genres. But that doesn't mean that they're necessarily taken seriously within the pop genre. I think it's so interesting that you brought up rap because when you look at the early or just the 90s in general, there were so many female rappers and they were so like prominent. But I was reading an article by I think it's Smithsonian Magazine. But between then and like the early 2010s, it went from like 40 female rappers being signed to major labels to like three, which Mm -hmm. I think is crazy. That's a huge drop. I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts about that shift in that dynamic and maybe female rappers being able to get back to that place. I wasn't aware that um, it dropped that much in that time period. But like, you know, if you look at just like charts and trends and what music and artists were popular at the time, it's not a shock. I think that, you know, early 2010s were dominated by men, especially. I think that just goes to show that women can succeed in other genres they have in the past and they can continue to do so now. So there shouldn't be any gender barrier to any genre of music. It's just a matter of, I guess, what listeners are expecting and what people are going to consume. So it's really a matter of society accepting women within genres outside of pop. And I think another example for in the like rap genre would be doja cat like doja cat very much can like she like can jump between genres more pop or more rap but every time she like tries to release something that's more like rappy she always gets discredited in the media and just like in general and they say that she like can't do it and she doesn't get like her flowers or her credit for being able to sing and have a really poppy melody but also to be able to just rap and have she can't have both I feel like women they can either have one or the other and they can't have like two things at once female rappers are very often pitted against each other like Mm -hmm. the notion that they can coexist and make their own music and both be good like it's just non-existent sometimes right you see all these feuds within the industry you know I obviously don't know any of these people I don't know their personal feelings towards each other but you have to wonder how much of it is personal conflict and how much of it is you know this social expectation that there can only be one going back to Doja Cat I think she's a perfect example Just because I recently, I believe I read an article with her saying that she's done with pop. She wants to move totally into rap and then she's she's done the pop scene. She's ready to move on to something 
new. Yeah, I really love her stuff. But also adding on to your and Shaylee's points about all the competition between female rappers, rap as a genre does have a lot of feuds going on, on in it. However, when you look at like the number of female rappers feuding with each other and then the number overall of like female male rappers, I feel like it's absurdly high. There's that many feuds, that much competition between two female rappers. Like with the gender dynamics, you'd expect it to be significantly more men or male and female. I feel like almost every female rapper in the genre has at some point or another had a feud with every other one of them. You also see it in their comment sections too. Like one of them will release new music and then it's instantly just comparisons to other people or other female rappers. I think that definitely stems from our social inclination to compare women to each other. Whereas feuds between male rappers, I feel like are usually much more like I prefer his music over his. I I feel like with women, it really is a competition to survive. It's not just a feud between rappers over our personal styles or whatever. It's much more that there can only be one mentality and that we can't have a sea of women able to succeed within this field. There can only be one or a few. One thing that we were talking about is men's listening habits in terms of women. I know that a lot of men that I know, at least, you know, straight men believe that it's not masculine to listen to female artists, uh, regardless of what genre they're making music for. And I think that's another thing that um, you don't see as much of men listening to female artists. And I feel like that's the big reason why women's music is not necessarily taken as seriously. It's not that it's not taken seriously by women. It's just not taken seriously by a masculine standpoint. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like we learned a lot about Megan Trainer and women in pop. Thanks for listening. And this has been Retrospect.